Hey guys, welcome back to FMQ Talks with your host, Miss Ola. I am Miss Ola, as y'all know, and we are here to hashtag grow. This is a platform where queens grow. If you are new, welcome. We are so happy to have you here as I talk to my friends who have joined me for a conversation that I feel as though we need to have and one that we've had in the past as friends. Um, So you guys are just going to sit in on our conversations and I kind of want to introduce my friends to you guys today. So um, Lami and Tommy, Tommy, you guys are familiar with, but just quickly introduce yourselves. Um, You can share something about yourselves as well. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I could go. Hey, y'all. I'm Tommy. Um, it's good to be back. I go by Tommy Told You. I uh, just create content, um, motivational lifestyle, beauty content. Um, I'm happy to be here. Something interesting about me is I am a spoken word artist. Thank you. Lami? Hey, y'all. I'm Lami. Um, I go by King Lami on Instagram. Um, I create content too, a little bit here and there. I do lifestyle and plus size fashion content. Um, I'm doing product management as like my work. And yeah, that's me. Yes. Um, and I've actually known Alameda since we were like five or four years old. Yeah. Pretty much our entire lives, honestly. Um, and like me and Tommy said last episode, I've known her for about 12 years as well. So we're just going to hop right in, guys. Um, this is a conversation, like I said, that we've had before with each other. And it's entitled A Slave to the Good Life. And I'm going to kind of define that a little bit before we jump right into it. So <clears throat> what is, quote unquote, a good life? right? When I say that, I say that in the terms of what the world defines as a good life. Mm-hmm. Like having fun all the time, um, booking your next trip every single second, um, having a boyfriend and a girlfriend, continuously never being single type of thing. Like just enjoying life, quote unquote, to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Like almost living like it's your last day and not having reverence for the next day. Um, that's kind of what I mean by a slave to the good life. And I believe that there are two good lives, the life that God has set for us to be a good life, an actual good life. And then the life that we have now confined into society's definition of a good life. So I kind of want to ask you guys, what does that mean to you? Like a slave to the good life. When you first hear that, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I just like when you first like said it, I just thought like enjoyment galore type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, just like turn up every it doesn't have to be like really like turned up just like very like fleshly like whatever i want whatever makes me happy or yep. fits my desires yep. is good life. exactly i love that yeah. um i would say i hearing it's almost like um i think of being chained to something oh wow um like something has a stronghold over you oh wow kind of thing and you're led by it so it's like when I think of like a slave to the good life, I think to myself like it's almost like instead of living a good life, you're almost I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's almost like it has such a stronghold of over you that are you living a good life if you're a slave to it? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I like I like how you both defined it. And yeah, literally a slave to something. Like the Bible says you cannot have two masters. But in this life that we live, I see a lot of the times that we have multiple masters. But then it's still something that we want to, you know, say we submit to God. But it's just like, if you are not spirit-led, if you're not led by Christ, what is leading you? 
Like, is it the desire to be the richest person on earth? Is it the desire to one up your friends? Yeah. Is it the desire to be in a marriage? You know, I read something somewhere and they were saying how um, marriage is not a reward for being a good Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, he, he. <laughs> that's a like, he, he. <laughs> that's a like, hey, God, dude. <laughs> yeah. That what is he? So, you know. But when I read that, I laughed because I feel like a lot of the times, especially if you're, you know, remaining abstinent, you're celibate, whatever, you're a virgin, I feel like a lot of the times it's just like we kind of might idolize yeah. that thing because it's like, oh, no, God, I've waited. Like, yeah. <laughs> where am I, man? Where am I, Boaz at? But oh, God man. is like, did you do what I called you to do even in that season of singleness? When yeah. I told you to be single, did you were you actually single? Or That's were you distracted I'm... in all those dating apps? And were you flying out to go? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Not too heavy on the... Not too much. Praise God. Um, But I think a lot of the times we don't reflect on that. And we just think that, oh, we're good in our walk. But God is challenging us to more. Like, I remember I received a prophecy and she was telling me how, like, God is calling me out of being fed by milk and into meat. Mm. When you're fed by meat, it's almost as if, like, you have to live a whole different lifestyle. You're no longer a baby. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a baby Christian anymore. Like, I'm not... I've been in this thing for a, a break. Like, I'm not a baby Christian. So I kind of want to see how has that been replicated in the, in your lives, how you've, you know, kind of thought you was doing God's work fully, but there was still stuff that you kind of prioritized over God. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> I think for me, like, that, like, kind of struck a chord because, like, I always served in church. Um like serving was just never not a thing. Mm-hmm. But then when I transitioned to like my new church, um, I kind of find it difficult to find like where I want to like serve and where I can like give my gifts. Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't fully <clears throat> comfortable or living the good life mm-hmm. <laughs> in like the new church and the new season I was in, mm-hmm. I kind of slacked off with the serving aspect. Wow. Or, or I would go and serve, but I was serving out of obligation. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, Mm. Yeah, I know that all not, too well. Yeah, not doing what I'm supposed to do in the way that I'm supposed to do it. It was not until recently that I was like, okay, let me rededicate mm. my servanthood to God wow. in that kind of that kind of way. That's you good. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. You have anything to add? Um, I mean, yeah. When I when I think about being a slave to the good life, um, and just kind of what we're talking about so far, the first thing that came to mind was when I went to college. Um, so much change. Like, I think I went from being told what I was supposed to do, when I was supposed to do it, all those different things, right? Almost like, you know, being fed that milk, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost like having a relationship with Christ was easier back then. Wow. But then Ooh. when it was like all of the, you know, the milk was taken away, it's like, now I got to eat the meat. I think to myself, like, it's like cutting the meat, cooking it, you know, all that. It became a lot harder. It was like, oh, hmm. you know, I know what I should do. Hmm. But I know what I want to do. And what I want to do and what I should do oftentimes conflicted. Mm. And so it was like just trying to learn and navigate what that looks like, I think, took me through like a treacherous road journey-wise. I'm just kind of figuring out what it looks like to be myself. Because I think part of that desire to be a part of a good life is also following the trends and what other people are doing. And it was so difficult to go against the grain. Yeah. What do you think made it hard? Because I think what you just said is so good because... 
I can assimilate to what you said about the specifically about the serving thing. Like it took me two and a half years, almost longer than that, to start serving again. And I didn't know what was I didn't know what was like eating me up that I said, but I do know. I do know because the last church that we left, I felt like I was only there for my gifts mm-hmm. towards a point, right? I felt like there was community, especially we grew up in a teenage church that was like unlike no other, like spiritually mm-hmm. that we've ever experienced. But I felt as though it got to a point when we were in the quote unquote big church that I would be out of church for five months and nobody knew where I was unless they were asking me, what am I singing again? Mm-hmm. Or what am I serving again? What am I preaching again? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not community. Yeah. Because community is not just about your gifts, right? And I think sometimes one thing we have to understand about being people of Christ is that we can often manipulate people's gifts so much that they don't want to use it anymore. Yeah. And that's the season I was in. And I, I felt very, like, downcast a bit. I felt very, like, what is my, what is the point of serving again? Like, yeah. but I had to realize I'm not serving man. I'm serving God. Yeah. It's, that. it's not about them. Yeah. It's not about them. So, and then even with the point that you said, like, what do you think made it hard? Because... I think, you know, in our relationship with God, like, how do you think your relationship with God now is versus your relationship with God in college? What did that look like? Um, okay. I could, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I think it was something I, I was listening to yesterday that mm-hmm. made me realize that I think for so long, um, I focused on what God could do for me oh. and not who God himself is. is. Um, and I think growing up without knowing, I think sometimes our parents almost kind of give us an equation where it's like, if you do this, God will do this for you Mm kind of thing. If you go to church and you're a good girl, God will do this for you. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like I became so accustomed to this. If I do this, then God does this for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I didn't spend time to actually get to know God and that affected like the foundation that I had going into college. Mm -hmm. So it's like when new things were presented my way and it's like everything's so bright and so new and I didn't have the same parameters and boundaries that I used to have. It was like, well, dang, I want to explore. Everyone else is doing it. Why not me? You know what I'm saying? But I think now what keeps me more strong in my faith and walking with God is that I've come to understand and know him more hmm. where it's like, I understand that certain decisions I make grieve the Holy spirit. Ooh. And it's like, I don't want to grieve the Holy spirit. Because yeah. I care about the Holy spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's not just what the Holy spirit can do for me. So I think there's those differences is kind of has affected like how I pursue God and move with God. Now. Nah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Lami, what would you say? I think I would say kind of what you were saying before my like wants and desires changed. Mm-hmm. Like, what I wanted in college, like the exploration and like, even like in relation to God, like what I wanted him to do for me, the, um, the miracles that I wanted to feel, like the way I wanted to like feel God's presence, like physically, like all the extra bells and whistles. Like, I don't want that now. Um, even like regular activities, like even like you guys know, I host stuff a lot. That is, that is enjoyment. That is technically good life. But like my reasoning behind that is not just, oh, I want to turn up with my friends. Mm -hmm. I want to build a place, a community for people to be able to come and like enjoy and feel like you have like a circle around you. you That's good. Yeah. My reasoning behind a lot of things that I do change completely because I want God to be centered. Centered. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, I would say for me, 
college was a really weird time for me. I felt like I went from seclusion to highly included, mm-hmm. like fast. Like mm-hmm. freshman year, I didn't really hang out with anybody. Sophomore year is when I joined ASA and um, people knew me because I did hair. So that was almost like, and I, I wanted to shrink. Like it was just like, I'm on Miss Ola. Hi. <laughs> um, but it wasn't because I didn't want to talk to people or anything. It was just, it was a fast transition for me. It was literally, mm-hmm. I was alone my freshman year to people know me sophomore year. Like I ran for secretary for ASA and did that. Um, and it was, it was just a fast transition. And I think that seclusion that I was in was one where God really built me. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to be secluded for where I, God was going to take me. Um, and it's something that I have to reflect back on even today. Because there's times when we remember what God did, but then you're in the season you are now and then you forget those things. Yeah. You forget what God has done before. And he often reminds me, and I just, I always thank God, like when he brings it to my memory, some of the things I went through in undergrad um, and some of the things that I go through now, it's just like, thank you, God. Yeah. Because he didn't have to, but he did. You know, he sought me out. And even times now where I feel, I feel far from God, it's not that. Or I feel like God is far from me. It's not that God is far from me. It's that I've fallen for, like far from God. That's mm-hmm. honestly, God doesn't move. We move. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't move, you know. So um, it's something that I'm often reminded of that, you know, sin can really break God's heart. And how the enemy uses it against us is guilt. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then the guilt separates us from the love that God has already called us into, yeah. you know? So exactly. that's that's one of his tactics. And it's something that I want to ask you guys, like, how do you combat that? How do you combat when you have fallen short? Because we all do. And I want to make that very clear. Because as Christian culture, one thing that God has put on my heart as a grievance is um, not having compassion for people. Mm-hmm. Because I was once there. I was once one of those Christians that thought I was perfect. Far from it. Yeah. You know, but my will is to obey God. That is my will. I, that Like, my heart grieves when I don't obey God. So what is something that you guys would say God brings you back into remembrance of when you have fallen short? How do you come back to God or do you come back to God? Yeah. I mean, I would say for me, like, a big thing that I've been working on recently is, like, obeying God. Like, just in the mundane things, too. Like, mm. I, um, like, do this thing where it's like, God, like, tell me what to do. Like, hmm. in, like, literally basic stuff. What should I eat for breakfast today? Are you going to listen? Ooh. And, like, literally stuff like that I is like so that. chill. And when I, like, it's like a challenge for myself and a challenge for God. And he, like, what he literally tells me is, because God, like, drops things in my spirit. What he literally tells me is, if you can listen to what I have to say for the small things, I can trust you me. with the big things. That's right. So, I that. you know, and then when I, when I struggle with like the desire to listen, mm-hmm. my number one prayer is always, cause I, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do <laughs> and what yeah. I feel like doing. So I tell God, make me feel like obeying you. Wow. That's good. To do what you want me to do, cause that's the only way it's going to work. That's like, good. That's just what it is. So yeah. I love that. So I love that. Good. That's so good. Um, what was I just about to say? Um, it's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Am I repeating the question? <laughs> I was asking you, what what does it feel like when God brings something in remembrance for you? Like when you've fallen away, like do you come back to God? Like do you stay far away from God? What does he do to bring you back? Right. Okay. 
Um, I would say for me, um, what reminds me is I've now known what it's like to be in God's presence. Mm-hmm. And so I've, because I've, when I was in God's presence, I've been in it, like not just in it, but to feel it. Now it's like when I, it's not quite there. I also noticed that too. Wow. Um, and so that's kind of been like my jolt or reminder mm. now. Um, cause I remember there was this one time where I was just kind of skating through life. I was just kind of doing whatever and I would never forget this day. And it's always something that stays in my mind, but mm. there was, um, a pastor and he said to me, he mm-hmm. grabbed my attention. And he said, Tony, the Holy spirit is rebuking you. Mm. He said, you are neither hot nor cold. And his word says, if you're lukewarm, like I will spew you out. out. I said, Whoa, excuse me. That's so scary. Isn't very, it? Like I was just like, huh? Very scary. Um, but it was the wake up call that I needed. Like mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't even recognize that I was just skating through. Mm-hmm. And now I make it more, I have more of an effort to be more conscious about where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so part of like my c- c- connection with God is like, I hear from him in dreams. Like, yeah. yep. you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to me where I can hear it a little more than when I'm feeling far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recognize it's not all feelings. Yep. Because part of, you know, maturity in Christianity is understand that, understanding that you're not always going to feel, feel. Yeah. God, but you should know that God is always there. That's good. That's good. So it's just like now knowing the difference between being in God's presence and not, that kind of brings me back because I don't like when I'm not. Mm. And I, I feel now an uncomfortability same. being outside of God's same, presence. Same. So it's like that's what pushes me back. Yeah, that's so good. I, I love the point that you both made. And something that I, I really love about all of our friendships, like how we all group and stuff, is that when I'm slipping, like I know I got to call somebody. Yeah, I know I have it. to. <laughs> People run from accountability, but accountability can save your life. Yeah. It literally can save your life. Like, and, and I told, I was praying about something last week and I told God, like, he said, I, you have to call Tony. I said, I have to call Tony? <laughs> I don't want to hear what Tony's going to say. <laughs> but when God does that, it's a jolt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you fell. Yeah, you're falling. Just come back. Yeah. But if you don't have people of God around you to help you come back... You can't do that, Joan, alone. God can enable you as much, but that's why the Holy Spirit says, like, like Pastor Stephen literally preached the other on Sunday talking about, like, how the Bible says, like, if two are together, if they fall, but if one person is alone, it's when they yeah, fall. that was so good. That was, like, <laughs> it, it's embedded in my memory because it's, like, you cannot do life alone. I don't yeah. care how strong you think you are. I don't care how independent or whatever it's not healthy. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've had to challenge myself because I have not always been open, I, even to my friends. Absolutely. You know, and it's something that I've seen that I've grown in as well. Um, so I love how we're talking about accountability and stuff. And I kind of want to drift it back a little bit to the conversation of a slave to the good life because we already define what it means to be a good life, right? So I took, yeah. I wrote some notes down on what I think um, a lot of the times traps us back in a repetition of sin Mm -hmm. um, just because we have now taken the world's definition of sin and almost think on almost made it seem like nah it's okay even in the church Mm -hmm. even in the church that that's not a sin like but sin is sin and sin is sin is just missing the mark like that's what it is sin is like not attaining God's very best for you so there's things I wrote down like hustling to get money right Um, gluttony 
um, soft life that has endangered our future. And I say that because that soft life that a lot of people are living, they are not stewarding through that. And it's, it's now become like a, an idol, yeah. right? To live a, li- a false life, basically. Um, one more quickie. And when I say quickie, I mean like just jumping to one person to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Like not having any type of consistency mm-hmm. or intentionality with anybody, right? It's almost like yeah. leading people on. Um, and then one more puff, like just, you know, being, not being sober-minded, basically, mm-hmm. is what I mean by that. And then... I wrote down something that I resonated to is that he would treat me better next time, right? Like, I see improvements in how he, he is, and it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you still say no. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you guys, what has that looked like for you, or what what do you have to say about how the enemy tries to take us back into sin and make us think that it's okay? Like, when do you get to a point where, when you get to a point that you think sin is okay, you've kind of lost sight to what God has for you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really... Oh, are you going to talk? No, no. Okay, sorry. I think it's really, like, key what you said about the hustle culture because this DMV that we live in, Mm, everybody got a side hustle. (laughs) Everybody. Everybody's an entrepreneur. Yep. Everybody make six figures and up. Everybody does it. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) Like, it's really crazy. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, I forget how actually we're young yes and there's so much time to do all these things but like because of our environment money is seen as you know Hmm. everyone everyone wants everyone wants to travel everyone wants to do all those things yeah so yeah i think that was a big thing for me too like Mm. just sitting back and relaxing like it's okay like it's okay that you live at home yeah (laughs) please live at home the mortgage you know go sweet yeah and it's just (laughs) It got to the point where it's like comparison was literally mm, being the thief it. of joy. Wow. Like when people say that Instagram is like highlight reels and all that stuff, it, like is, it was though. literally completely true. Yeah. Um, it got to the point where I would look at Instagram and I would feel some type of way wow. about seeing certain things. Not wow. off of hate. Was it hater energy? Maybe a little bit of hater energy. <laughs> yeah, the know? heart is naturally wicked yeah, though, so that's yeah. normal. <clears throat> but it had to like, I definitely had to like reel it back in. Like, mm. okay, this is not real life. Like, wow. it's not real life. And your life is pretty good. Yeah. Compared to life. <laughs> Come like, on. If we're looking at things, like, your life is good. So yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think that comparison being a sin, we don't really highlight enough because mm. of, like, where we just live. Like, yeah. Wow. Like, I think it's the same everywhere, though. Mm. But I think we're just so stuck in this DMV bubble. Like, when you're mm. well-traveled, you understand that this life is a mm. fake life. <laughs> Tell me, what were you going to say? Uh, I definitely agree that comparison is a huge um, issue here. I also think it's fear. Mm. I think the fear of not being enough, not doing enough, not making enough, not wow. being seen as more, wow. that it drives people. Like, I, I wrote this um, in a poem once. I, it said, like, um, don't go broke trying to look rich. Yeah. You better act your wage because it doesn't pay to look like you get paid. Ooh. Like, I think... <laughs> You better act your wage? Yeah, because I think the reality is we're, we're, we're trying to walk around... You know, people say fake it till you make it. Mm. I think we take that a little too seriously. We shouldn't even take it. A little too far. We shouldn't even take it. Because half of us out here are literally going broke and we're not thinking about the future wealth that we should be building, right? And we're thinking to ourselves, well, as long as I look this, you know, look this good at this point, Mm. and we put ourselves in kind of like we stop our growth from ever making it to where it possibly could be Mm -hmm. because of that fear. The enemy utilizes fear to drive everything that we do yep 
And so I think it's so embedded in our culture and everything that we do that sometimes we don't even recognize it as fear. Sometimes we confuse it and we think of it as hustle. Yeah. yeah. We give fear new names hmm. and we don't even recognize that we do that. Wow. That's I think that's good. why it's so it's so easy for fear to permeate because it's like a, it's masked itself. Wow. And it's like evolved into new names and we're not even aware of it. Wow. Mm. Nah. Pin drop. Yeah. Pin drop. <laughs> Honestly. Tell me that last point that you made, fear has masked itself. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though, you know, you know, there's a song by uh, Maverick City and it says fear is not my future. But a lot of people have now made their future fearful because mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's like, will I even, will I ever be married? Or yeah. I can, nobody will ever love me. Or no, I can't be a millionaire. Or I'm not getting married till I am a mi- millionaire. Who guaranteed you that long life? Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I'm be real. Yeah. Who who guaranteed you that long life? Like we are just so spoiled. Yeah, we are spoiled, and not by parents, even by God. Like God is just ever loving, ever ever gracious towards us, right? And we we forget so many things that we are privileged of. Mm. That a lot of people are they don't have the luxury. That we have, right? So it just, it honestly, that comparison thing, it just reminds me of God's goodness. And I just stay in my lane. Comparison is not something I usually struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I want, I often wonder why, but it's just because when I focus on my purpose constantly, why, how am I looking at the other yeah, person's thing? I'm too busy. Yeah. I'm too focused on what God wants for me. And the only thing that I would say that made me nervous that I think I've talked to you about was I used to diminish myself just so other people can shine mm-hmm. a lot. Like I would, this podcast in a year in the making, I've had these topics for a year. Yeah. Didn't drop it because oh, people are going to think I'm doing too much. Like it's always, this Miss Ola's always starting something new. That's like always a business. And <laughs> do you know, I've never felt that before. Wow. I've never felt that it's literally after the pandemic, I started to have like this identity issue that, mm all the greatness God was calling me to, the world can't, they couldn't handle it. Yeah. It'll almost be like, dang, this Miss Ola again, or this Omanella, uh, you're always doing something. And honestly, when I launched the podcast, that's some of the messages I got. Mm-hmm. When are you not doing something? Mm-hmm. Like, dang, <laughs> you know? And if God is just like, you stop doing that. I'm calling yeah. you to hire. Where I'm calling you to, a lot of people can't go with you. But you keep allowing the fact that you think people are going to think that you're too much to diminish you. And God, literally, there's a scripture in Isaiah and it says, arise, it's time for your light to shine. Yeah. And when I spoke that over myself, I said, no, I can't do this no more. I'm even uncomfortable not doing what God has called me to do. And I'm like, Pastor, Pastor Michael Todd literally says, slow obedience is still disobedience. And that's that thing so is embedded in my head yeah. because I've been slow on a lot of things. Mm. A lot of things. And I think God is just calling us all to walk in our own purposes and run away from that slave to the good life. Run away. Yeah. That's not a good life. Yeah. It's not. The way the world, even how people view my life, how do you know that if you're living what I'm living, you'd be able to bear it? Yeah. People don't, they don't have your cross, but they want yeah. your shine. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, you know? Saying, the it, cost, you don't know the cost of the oil. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't know it. Wow. 
right? And I, and I just think it's beautiful that God still reminds us that he has a plan for us, a plan to prosper us and not to harm us, a plan yeah. to give us a hope and a better future. And when you know that, you walk differently. Exactly. You walk into the anointing that God has called you guys into be. So I want to ask you guys, like, how has it been walking in your purpose while trying to escape what the world thinks is like a good life? Like, how is it for you? And are you walking in your purpose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real quick though, when you were saying what you were saying, um, I just felt like you being too much, like I think you're too much because you have to be a lot for a lot of people. Oh, so wow. if you weren't a lot, if you weren't like, you know, oh, wow. all, the li- all the things God has given you, it's supposed to affect generations. Generation. So yeah. if you don't have enough, you're supposed to give enough. Wow, you know, that's, so good. that's It's never that's too good. much. That's um, good. Thank you. And then for the question about walking in purpose, that is really hitting the spot because I ran away <laughs> from my purpose, my spiritual purpose, at least for like such a long time because... What is it? Um, they said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have like Deborah anointed. Yes. And you know, I'm supposed to be like a leader of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And anybody who knows me knows that I don't like that all too much. Like, <laughs> I like to... Who knows you <laughs> knows that that fits you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Facts. <laughs> yeah, but I like to be chill, you know. Not to say that you can't be introverted and a leader, but you know... Yeah. That's just that's not not what I feel naturally is my inclination, but mm. I've recently been like taking that in because again my desires have changed. Like, wow! I, I completely want to do what God has for me. Like Amen. that's the way I feel like I will live the best life. Amen. So wow. just like step one, actually taking in what your purpose is, mm. not fighting your purpose. Yeah. And then step wow. two, like taking the steps, like reading the word. Um, me being more obedient in the mundane things, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to listen to God more so he can come right back correctly. Amen. I so. love that, Mommy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Definitely gives Deborah anointing. Praise God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one Deborah to the other. Oh, hallelujah. How's it been working, walking my purpose? Um, I'll say it's been hard. That's real. Um, like I said, there's a difference between knowing what you should do and knowing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kind of tie it back to, um, I have, I'm one of those people who have my hands in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about fear earlier, but part of it is fear. Mm -hmm. Um, like this need to do well because of family like I don't have the space to fail Mm. it's just not going to work like I need to succeed in everything I do because there are people counting on me and people who need me um and so oftentimes that drives me to do maybe more than I even have the capacity to do Mm -hmm. um and I, I heard this thing one time that when you don't rest it's another form of you saying that you don't believe God can handle it. Wow. Like, it's another form of you taking things on yourself mm-hmm. and saying that it's in your power that you're going to get to where you're trying to get to. Yep. Um, and so, when it comes to my purpose and just, like, God called, like, I believe God has given me the um, gift of speaking. Um, and so that reflects, like, poetry or just, like, conversations or just different things like that. For um, sure. But sometimes I shy away from doing that because there's almost, like, this fear of, Will that make me the money I need to be successful? Mm. 
maybe I should focus my efforts elsewhere hmm. because that's going to make me the money I need right now. And I need money right now. You know, kind of focusing on the now and missing the fact that, well, God, I'm saying I trust you, but I only want to trust you with this much because I want to do the rest because I don't really know hmm. if I trust you to do the rest the way I hmm. want it to be done. Um, so it's just been that constant back and forth. And it's even what drove me to go back to school, wow. which has been difficult to say the least. Um, but I think it's something I'm taking day by day, hmm. learning and trying to grow in and trusting god is not easy it's a process yeah. and it's almost something that i have to constantly relearn yeah. like throughout life and it's something i'm constantly doing so i won't say i've quite gotten it like i've quite gone past that fear because the reality is our trauma affects a lot of how we move and what we do but it's something that i'm actively trying to move past wow yeah. nah that's good honestly um there's a saying that i used to say when i was a lot younger um, and I used to tell people that why can't you be the best janitor like why can't you be the best teacher like why can't you be the best doctor the best lawyer the best social media uh, coordinator why can't that be your field and you not even look elsewhere and be like nah I need to be an engineer because they make more money or I need to I need to I need to be an IT because they made a bag mm -hmm. but God is like you don't get who your provider is the provider ain't the job. That's why I said the blessings. Honestly, I'll be real for some of the things I've seen in this life. I honestly can't believe I've seen them. If I'm going to be truthful, like y'all to the point where like I've gotten a $5,000 check in the mail, like things that if I tell regular people, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. But that's where you submit to God in yeah. my jobs have never been my provider ever. They've never. And when you understand that God is the one that, he just wants you to steward what he's given you and he'll add to you. Y'all, $5,000 check is not even the one thing I can mention to you guys that's happened to me. It's not even the one. But it's, these are things that I've seen God, I've seen the fruit. I've seen it. Yeah. The Bible says taste and see. And I've literally tasted and I've seen the goodness of God. And that's why I don't lament when things happen like a job loss or when things happen like the career is not really where I wanted to go or I'm not making as much as I want because I know that there's been times where I can't even explain why I have so much, but I understand that I give a lot as well. And the Bible has called us all to be givers, whether it's giving our talent. So imagine God has called you to be the best teacher there is, but you're like, nah, there's a bag in IT. Yeah. Skip it. And you're skipping it, and then the generation that you're supposed to teach is now skipped. Mm. The blessing's not only affecting you, it's affecting those to come. Absolutely. Right? So when I when I remember that, and that's why I said I had to... This podcast thing was eating me up alive. Like, I could not sleep, guys. Like, that's how bad it was. And it was like, I wasn't walking into all God has called me. So I was like, you know, my clients are enough. I speak to my, I speak over my clients. I pray for my clients. My clients are enough. God's like, you're touching one person each day. Mm. When I'm called, when I called you to touch thousands of people. Mm. It's heavy. It's a heavy, it's a heavy load, but I'm yeah. so grateful that God entrusts me to even be something like that. Yeah. Right. And that's why we can't miss out on our purpose. We can't miss out because we're chasing a bag. We can't miss out because we want to go to the club one more time when God is like, you're not supposed to be there right now. Yeah. You're not. Pastor Stephen said something on Sunday. That man be eating everybody up alive. <laughs> That's one thing about Pastor Stephen. He be eating everybody up alive. But he literally said, God didn't go to the sinners. They came to him. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, 
I was like, dang. I've heard a lot of the time people like, you know, Jesus had hung with sinners, but God didn't go to a brothel. God didn't go to a strip club. He didn't compromise himself. He didn't compromise himself. And we constantly compromise ourselves to fit what? And then we still go home and are sad and are depressed. Mm -hmm. And we have to take that shot to go to bed. We have to smoke that blunt to go to bed Mm -hmm. because we don't have peace within ourselves. But there's a peace that God wants to give us that surpasses all understanding. Right. And I think it's beautiful when you see that. So when you touched on like the career and like feeling like you have to do a lot, that's not normal. Like, feeling like we have to take on so much stuff. Yeah. But that's what our culture has taught us. Even Absolutely. Nigerian culture. Yeah, for sure. The hustle, 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 hustle. What is that in the word? To hustle? <laughs> yeah. Hustling is in your own power. Even God rested, bro. Even. And that's the killer. Right. Can you imagine? Go ahead and tell the Nigerian people that even God rested. I don't know why they don't understand that. So, I think it's beautiful what you guys touched on and. I kind of want to, before we wrap up, I want to ask you guys, what is some advice you would give people who are struggling being lukewarm? Um, I would say you will never be truly, you will never experience true joy or peace until you choose. Ooh. Um, and I say that because when you find yourself skating in between, there's always that feeling of what's right, what's wrong, but you're just doing whatever. Hmm. It's almost like a lack of identity. Like you don't know yourself. Um, And how can you truly be happy? How can you truly be content with yourself when you don't know you? Yep. So I think being in that realm of lukewarm, it's almost like you're just skating above the answer, but you're not really finding it. Hmm. So you're always just kind of in this empty space. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Yeah. If you're going to be for God, be be for for God. God. If you're not, then don't. Yeah. It's a but choice. even that is better than being in between. Yes. Because you, you, you just, there's just, there's yes, no happiness, peace, joy, nothing that comes from that. Yeah. So my advice will be, you know, obviously I'm saying like, you know, go for God. Like, don't like go for God. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever you decide, choose something. Yeah. Because you're just going to keep being empty if you don't. Nah, that's good. I just want to touch on the one point that you just made. I think a lot of the times, People just see being saved as not being like fun or cool and stuff like that. But like the Bible literally says that if you put your hand into the plow and remove it, you are not fit for the kingdom of God. Mm. So what's the point of putting my hand in there and saying, oh God, I'm all in. I'm all in God. But it's like, nah, I just want to sleep with him real quick. (laughs) Just real quick. Just real quick. quick. And God is like, okay. Okay. Like, there's a scripture in Proverbs, and it says, like, how, um, it's, it talks about how don't, like, you're seeking for God, you're searching for God, and you won't be able to find him. Do you know that's scarier to me than it is that depart from me, I've never known you? Because before you get to depart from me, I never knew you, get to the point where God is just like, I can't hear, I'm not, you can't, you're not going to be able to find me. That thing, ah, when I read that thing, I said, wait, oh, God, okay. I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, I hear you. So, um, I think it's important that if you want to be for God, be for God. Yeah. Don't, there's, there's nothing outside. I'm telling you, the Bible says, come to me first and everything will be added onto you. And honestly, I can testify that that is my life. Like, period. I can testify to God's goodness. Like, it's not a fake thing. Like, I've tasted it so much. I don't want nothing else. 
I don't want nothing else. It's not, nothing else has brought me the peace that God brings me. Nothing else has given yeah. me the joy. There's so, y'all, there'd be times I'm in chaos. And I'm like, why am I so happy? Why do I, like, mm-hmm. why am I not frantic? Unexplainable joy. I don't, I can't explain it. Yeah. Like, literally, my sisters be like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. They're like, how? <laughs> I can't tell you the definition. I don't know. I don't know. But that's the beauty of God because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts, you know? So I really love that about him. But yeah, I just wanted to speak to the point you made. But Lami? Um, I guess like a few things. Uh, so I feel like if you know who you're serving and why you're serving him, it'll hmm. be easier not to be lukewarm. Yeah. Wow. Yes, okay. Like, I saw this one TikTok where this girl was basically talking about some, it's you and the devil and you're in front of the jury and you are saying that this is why you're doing something, but you can't back up why you're doing that thing, hmm. right? Like, it's not enough to say, oh, hmm. I'm staying abstinent. Why are you staying why? abstinent? Why? Yeah. What is your why behind everything that you're doing? Absolutely. And when you know that strongly, it'll be easier to choose, yeah. you know? Um, and I think the second thing is, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. Let's, be <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. It's like, more difficult. Yeah. So. Especially because every person has certain vices and things that they struggle yeah. with. But luckily, luckily, we serve a God that we can cast mm. all of our cares Caring. and anxieties yeah. and our problems on. So yeah. Whew, that's good. you go to God with, God, I am struggling with this. And he will yeah. genuinely listen. And he will hear what you have to say. And he, he knows our hearts are already. So mm. it's like... Yeah. That's why I keep saying I ask God for the desire to do what he wants me to do. Hmm. Like, that's my number one prayer point. Hmm. So, if you ask God to, God, I do not want to be lukewarm anymore. Period. Like, you do not want to be lukewarm. Come on. Like, <laughs> right. And no, yeah. we serve a God that will answer our prayers and hopefully things will get better from there. Right? Amen. Yeah. Well that's said. Good. Well said. Well said. Thank you guys so, so, so much. And I just kind of want us to close on um, just kind of giving them one advice to help them stay out of the, I guess, instant gratification that we all struggle with. And you can speak to yourself as well. Um, and, I, and I can kind of start um, just with the slaves to the good life is I have to realize that what the world is called as good is not what my God is called as good. And I want what God is called as good because I've seen the fruit of that. I've seen that I'm happy. I've seen that I... You know, the Bible says, with long life shall it satisfy you. But, like, how do you get a guarantee of long life? Mm-hmm. Like, who guarantees that? Only God does, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I always remind myself that, you know, I always used to question God, like, why did you make me like this? I got saved when I was 16 years old, and that doesn't mean I haven't fallen. But I've always felt like, dang, but my peers are doing this. Why can't I do that? Why can't I, like, I would always question God, like, why did you make me so generous? Like, why did you make my heart so, like, yearn to always help people when people don't treat me the best? Mm -hmm. Like, why did you make me like that? And God's like, you don't understand the plans I have for you. Mm -hmm. You won't, the favor that you're going to receive is more than you'll be able to bear because of what you've done, because of your obedience. And I just, like I said earlier in the podcast, I try to call that to remembrance, even on my bad days. I really do, because... A lot of the times, that's how you fall into depression. That's how you fall into just like, whatever. I'm going to do whatever I want to do type of thing. And it's like, it's not my life. It's not my life. I'm not living for myself. I'm not living for myself. I'm living for God. And the fact that he's even, he's even considered it all joy for me is more than enough. And it has to be, right? Because I know that his plans for us are, are great. So I always try to bring that to remembrance of myself and try to not like linger in that oh no 
I want this right now. That instant gratification feeling that the world has kind of pushed on us. And it's kind of like become a lot of our identities. Like, no, I have to buy this car right now, even though I'm $10,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. Huh? You have to buy a car, you are in debt? (laughs) Hello? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't add up. So, you know, that's why I try to remind myself. I just try to speak over myself. And honestly, there'll be times where I can't even imagine just like i'm like dang how did i know that scripture how did i know that scripture how did i like but when you read the word of god you just start calling things as he's written them yeah Yeah. like i just start speaking over myself when i'm sad i just start speaking over myself when i'm going through a dark day or when i want to cuss that person out in the line because they just tried me like i'm speaking (laughs) nah let's be real like i'm speaking (laughs) life over everything that the enemy wants to take away from me just because of an instant gratification that person made you mad real quick Mm -hmm. cuss them out why Mm -hmm. Why? You know, so just speaking over yourself with the word of God really encourages me and helps me and enables me. But when I have my bad days and I feel like I just, I need people, I have community, you know, and that's God has put community there, not only for you to go to God, but for you to have people in the physical who are praying over you, who are helping you when you're depressed, who are speaking life over you, you know, and I really pray that for everybody. I really pray that everybody finds community like that because it's not good to do life alone. You guys, um, I would say you need to know your identity in Christ. Mm. And I say that because in God's kingdom, we are kings and queens. Mm-hmm. So then why do we allow ourselves to be less on earth? Wow. As slaves, it makes no sense. Wow. There must be some kind of confusion or lack of knowledge there if God has called us kings and queens. We were never meant to be slaves. (laughs) So for something else to be pulling your strings, for you to be led by something, that you can't make your own decisions because that thing is so innate. Jesus. That that desire is so controlling of you. That's not a life we were ever meant to live. Even God gives us choice. Yeah. Where he doesn't, cho- he chooses not to control us. He allows us to make our decisions. Yeah. So if something is controlling you, you're living life wrong. Yeah. So it's like the first step is to recognize and learn what your identity is in Christ. Because I think that will then determine how you move. Hmm. And it will give you that strength to say, no, you are not going to tell me what I'm going to do. You are not going to make me do what I'm not needing to do. Like that's going to give you that strength that you need. So Hmm. that would be my advice. Like start with determining what your identity is in Christ and then go from there. That's good. That that's strong. Yeah. That's strong. Lami. Um I think that somebody like recently close to me recently told me that he feels like people are selfish. Um, and if you just operate in life in a selfless type of way, if you think of the kingdom goals and you have a kingdom mindset, a lot of things that you do, you will not do. Yes. You know, when you don't worry about, okay, this is what I want in this moment. This is how I want to act towards this person. But you think about like the long lasting implications of what you do, Hmm. things will, you know, start changing up. Um, Wow. Wow. So yeah, I just feel like just think bigger. Yeah. Like zoom out when you're looking at your life and you're making wow. decisions. Like, yeah. Wow. Like, nah, literally, <laughs> mic drop. Zoom out. It's not all about wow. you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's not all about you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. 
Dang, but you know, the Bible does say the heart of man is wicked. So I remember in our last podcast that I was saying that, you know, I have to actively combat that wicked heart every single day. Absolutely. Because naturally your heart is wicked. So what's the opposite of that? You have to combat that then, right? You have to choose to be good because everyone's evil. (laughs) Even when, even the holiest of the holiest Christians, let me tell you something. Yeah. Your heart is naturally wicked. If you read the word, you see that. Yeah. So don't act holier than thou. Don't think that, oh no. Like, my my. this is going to be a conversation for another day because let me tell you, <laughs> saints, I'm coming for y'all. I'm nah. coming for y'all. I'm coming for y'all. The agenda is the Holy yeah. Spirit. What God has put in my heart, you know, to convict us as Christians that you are doing life wrong. You are not loving like Christ loved the church. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's first, it's anger first. Check later. Like, yeah, it's so backwards. So backwards go. Then you want people to come to Christ and it's like, all you gave them was aggression. My mm. God, my God is, has just anger. Yeah. My God has just anger, yeah. but he doesn't come. He doesn't leave the 99 to find the one angrily yeah. or he doesn't, exactly. he doesn't That's do good. his, his mannerisms are so kind and loving and soft. Yes. He has just anger. Let me, I want to make sure I say that before anybody takes it out of context. However, look at God's heart first. Yeah. He even told us to have hearts like kids, Christ, that children are Christ-like hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So who are we? You know, and, and we're definitely going to touch on that one day. We will definitely bring that to this <laughs> another podcast. Day. Definitely. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you, ladies, honestly, for just coming here and sitting with me and just having conversations that we have on a normal. Yeah. Honestly, I really appreciate you guys. It won't be the last time you see them on my podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want you guys to kind of tell them your social media handles so they can also follow you. Um, so tell me you want to go first. And then. Yes, I am at Tommy Told You, T-O-M-I-T-O-L-D-Y-O-U mm-hmm. on TikTok and Instagram. And I am King Lamy, K-I-N-T-L-A-M-I underscore on Instagram only. <laughs> more okay. coming soon. Yeah. Period. More yeah. coming soon. My content creative friends, I love it for me. Um, and I am Miss Ola, M I S S underscore O L A A. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast where we talk about a slave to the good life and all other things. There'll be so much more to come. And I just really speak over your week this week. And I just pray that God goes before you and behind you and beside you and that everything concerning you this week will be good in Jesus' name and the rest of the year. That as you listen, that you're blessed. And wherever God's going to take you next, you will hashtag grow. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see you guys on our next podcast. Bye.